Ephesians uh, chapter 5 tonight. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, still preaching on the home. Home covers a lot. Now, uh, you're going to probably get a break unless I preach on this for Sunday mornings, the next couple of Sunday mornings, because we've got some missionaries coming in. Uh, but tonight, I'm going to deal on the part uh, of the husband. Uh, we'll, with dad, we'll deal with dad a little bit, I'm sure, in this. Uh, but as I read this, uh, I've read this over and over and over again while we've been uh, preaching and teaching out of uh, on the home. Uh, and I make a statement all the time about how that uh, the wife's job is not conditional or the wife's role uh, is not conditional on what the husband does and what the husband uh, is not conditional on what the wife's doing. But I will be honest tonight. Uh, it sure does make your role a whole lot easier when the other person is doing what they're supposed to be doing. I won't argue that point tonight. It, uh, it, e- it is a whole lot easier to, uh, uh, to submit when your husband loves you like Christ loved the church. Uh, and it's a whole lot easier to love when you ain't got a stubborn wife uh, that is willing to submit and subject herself and that to your leadership. Uh, it's a whole lot easier to uh, love like that. But let's look, let's stand tonight. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll begin to read in verse 22. Good to be here tonight, ain't it, church? Amen. Let's do that again. Good to be here tonight, ain't it, church? Amen. That'll work. All right. Let's look in verse 22 tonight of Ephesians 5. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband and be seated tonight. Let's pray tonight and ask God to help. Heavenly Father, we come to you one more time and just ask you to help tonight. We cannot do this without you. We cannot preach. We, uh, Lord, couldn't even draw a train of thought tonight if you don't help us. And I pray tonight we'd preach what you've given us. Pray you'd recall to our minds some things that we've studied and uh, seen and meditation on the Word of God. And I pray your people would get some help. Lord, how much we really, really need you tonight is really just unimaginable and unspeakable tonight, but we really need you to come by. I pray you'd help those that might be hurting tonight. 
I pray you'd help homes tonight and that just to sell out to you. And if there's one here lost, save them. But would you help us while we preach? We need you. I pray, Lord, meet with us. Save that sinner's news tale for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, in studying and preaching on the home, uh, for the past three weeks, we've, uh, first of all, looked at your personal relationship uh, with God. For your marriage to be right, your relationship with the Lord uh, needs to be right. And then we've seen an overview about marriage and what marriage was, how God ordained it and how God honors it. Uh, and it's a good thing to be married. The Bible said, He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor with the Lord. Uh, we studied on and preached on how that the husband and wife are to uh, become one and forsake all others and to live happy uh, together. I think you ought to live happy uh, with your wife and with your husband tonight. Uh, as one fellow said just recently, in marriage there's an awful lot of give and take. And boy, there is. And that's how you live happy together. Can I say tonight that you're not always going to get your way uh, uh, in a marriage? Amen. Whether you believe that or think that tonight, uh, you're not always going to get your way. And there's a lot of give and take on some things, uh, uh, but we are to live happy together. And we looked about uh, the destruction of marriage, how that pride and uh, infidelity or unfaithfulness and jealousy, uh, and the devil uses all that to destroy marriage uh, uh, while in turn destroying uh, uh, the home. And that is the, the ultimate objective uh, uh, for the devil is to destroy uh, and ruin your home. Uh, you are to protect it and guard it uh, with everything you've got uh, because that's what God has given you tonight. Your home uh, is worth something. Uh, uh, your home ought to be worth something to you tonight. Uh, we looked at the role of the wife and just touched a little bit uh, uh, on the mother. I talked about the wife to be in submission and subjection uh, to her own husband. We've seen that in the text verse, in verse 22, when he said, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Uh, we come on down through here and looked, and where was it? Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in everything. And so we looked at the role and that of a wife, and that of submission is yielding your will to another. Uh, friend, I, I, again, I'm going to say this, uh, that don't make her a doormat, uh, that don't make her, uh, how can I say, well, it don't make you the general and all, everybody under you the private. As I said, we ought to be living like a king and a queen and prince and princesses. Uh, that's the way your home should be tonight. Uh, but at the end of the day, you ought to be under subjection uh, and that to your husband. Amen. Uh, you ladies ought to say amen right there because for your home to be in order, uh, that's what it's going to take. Does that, does, does, uh, here it is, does that mean we don't work together as a, as, as a husband? No, that, that ain't it. But I'm saying at the end of the day, uh, uh, God has set this thing up the way that He wants it to be set up. 
Uh, and he is to lead that home. And I'm going to deal with that here in a minute. And he is to guide that home. Uh, and if you're constantly bucking uh, and being stubborn and rebellion against that leadership, it ain't going to work. They can only be one person uh, in charge. Do you know that? Only, it'll only work that way. Uh, and, by, and I talked about men giving up uh, their order in the home and their uh, job that they're supposed to do and talked about how that some ladies have had to do it because either their men wouldn't do it and talked about how that some churches have only made it uh, because of the ladies. And we looked at the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. Uh, the Bible said that she, her price was far above rubies. Uh, she was worth something. Uh, you find a virtuous woman as a wife, man, she's worth something. Go back and read Proverbs 31. I, I, she's got some wisdom and some prudence I, uh, about her. And I think you need to work uh, uh, in your marriage and on your marriage. And I'll be honest with you, uh, there's always room for improvement uh, for all of us. It's just some need more improvement than others. Amen. And so as we look tonight in uh, verses uh, 23 and on where it talks about the husband. And so tonight we want to look at the role of the man uh, in, the, in the marriage uh, uh, and the relationship uh, and what the world calls toxic masculinity now. Uh, I'll be honest with you, we've raised a bunch of sissies is what we've done. And uh, a bunch of effeminate men uh, uh, and I talked about this last week. A bunch of effeminate men uh, uh, that that are dressing like women and acting like women. Uh, uh, lady, I, I don't mean that as an insult to you. Uh, I mean it as an insult to the men. Amen. You ought to act like you ought to act. Uh, as a lady ought to act. But men ought to act like men. 1 Corinthians 16 the Apostle Paul said, Watch you stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men and be strong. Uh, that means have some intestinal fortitude about you. You said, preacher, as, as a lady, can I not have intestinal fortitude? Yes, but I'm not preaching about you tonight. That was last week. And, and by the way, let me park right here for just a second. We didn't get none of that recorded last week. So I'm probably going to preach that again before this is over with. So you might get to hear it again. Amen. Because I'm going to get it recorded before we can get it on the radio. Uh, you can say just preach it at home. And that may be what I do too. But at least I preached on y'all last week. I'm preaching on men tonight. Uh, listen, uh, uh, we, we ought to be strong uh, uh, as physically as we can, uh, uh, but also spiritually as we can. Amen. And that takes exercise. And that takes eating right. Not only physically, but spiritually. And so when we look at this tonight, I want you to look, if we could tonight, uh, in verse 23. Uh, what's the role of the husband uh, in the marriage? In verse 23, he said, For the husband uh, is the head of the wife. And so I'll come back to that. In verse 25, he said, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I want to look in verse 23. You know, the first thing he said right there about the husband is he's the head of the wife. He is to what? Lead. Uh, the, the role of the husband in the home is to lead. 
It is to love, and I'll deal with that, but it is to lead. Uh, The word lead means to guide by the hand, uh, or to guide or conduct by showing the way. It means to go before and show the way. That means to lead by example. Can I ask you tonight, you say, well, preacher, I'm not that much, I'm not that good of a leader. Then ask God to help you. I've I've had that, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a procrastinator. I mean from way back yonder, I'm a procrastinator. I'll put, not, not uh, not because I'm afraid to do something, I just generally a lot of times just don't want to do it. I've got something better else to do, somewhere else to be, something to do. And if I can push it off, I'll push it off. But I'm going to tell you tonight, one of the things that uh, we have to do as men uh, is to realize our position in the home. And sometimes you just can't put something off. You've got to take the bull by the horns and you're going to have to lead by example. Sometimes you can lead gently, but sometimes you've got to lead firmly. Because look, God put you, it's just like God made me the pastor of this church and it is my position and job uh, to lead this church and to protect this church. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm to do it at all costs outside of my wife. I will not give, I will not, listen to me, I will not give my wife up for this church. Amen. I don't think God wants me to do that. And I don't think I should ever be put in the position to have to do that either. Amen. A lot of men, they have, I'm getting sidetracked here, but a lot of men uh, have, have and, and I care for the ministry. I love God and I love the church. Don't misunderstand me, but they have sold their family out uh, for the cause of the ministry and it's caused way too many problems along the way. And there's hardships in the ministry. I understand that. I get that. And we all got to face them. But look, your job is to lead your home. Sometimes uh, you have to lead in opposition. But you still got to lead. Sometimes you have to lead even when she and the children do not want to be subject or in submission to you. But you still have to do your best in that to lead. You have to guide and that with the help and that of God. He said, for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Do you understand why I say that ladies need to be submissive and men need to lead? Because man, that thing will just work out real good. Your home will be in so much better shape. Are you saying to you and your wife, not so, we sat down and talk about things. Uh, we do. But I, and I mean, sometimes, uh, we, uh, sometimes I'll say, what do you want to do? She'll say, well, what do you want to do? Boy, I get that on Sunday mornings where you want to go eat at. I don't think the Lord was really talking about leading right there. Sometimes I don't want to have that conversation. But there's sometimes there's some, there's some decisions that has to be made in your home. 
about the direction that things are going to go, about what's going to happen with your children and the direction that they're going to go and what you're going to do with them and how they're going to be raised and uh, where they're going to go to school and all these things, what they're going to be taught. Uh, listen, I mean, there, there's just a lot of decisions that have to be made. Now, over, over the, now be, I'm going to be careful what I say right here, but over the years, once you've been married for a while uh, and you're trying to lead your home in the right way and your wife's lined up, your kids are lined up, uh, it, it, it gets a little easier, I believe. Because what we learn is that it actually works when it's that way. You take a headstrong woman that uh, just don't believe what God has to say about the Bible, uh, and man, that, that, uh, you just might as well go live in the corner of a housetop, the Bible said. Kind of like that continual dripping the Bible talks about on a rainy day, you know, just drop, 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 drive you nuts. But then you have some men that will not lead. They refuse their responsibility in leadership. Who's going to lead your house if you don't? Well, my wife can do that. It's not her position. It's not her job. There's a lot of children tonight that are running the home because mom and daddy are too lazy or they won't do it or they don't want to do it or for whatever reason. You know who's leading that home. You can watch it and tell. Can I say this again? And I've said it for two or three weeks in a row, but I really want you all to get this tonight. I think your house ought to be a fun place to live at. I think it ought to be a great place to live at. And there should be rewards when things is done good and things is going well, but there's got to be, uh, uh, there's got to be punishment uh, uh, and correction when, when rules are broken. There's got to be rules. It's just like there's got to be laws in our nation. Because if we have no laws, then we're just going to run amok, can't we? There's got to be rules in your home. This, this, this whole book right here, can, can I tell you that, that, that I really believe that if you'll read this book right here, it'll teach you how to run your home if you'll follow it. I, I believe that there are certain commandments in there. I believe there are certain uh, rules in here. And I know that the principles of them are in here tonight. And I, I know that I'm just being kind of vague on some situation. But your job as a husband I, and as a man to your family is to lead your home. And sometimes that's doing some hard things. What do you mean? Because your job is to supply for your home. Your job is to supply physically for your home. A lot of lazy men out there tonight won't work. I mean, the Bible says if you won't work, you ought not to eat. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do with that? I, I, I mean, you, you go over and, and you look. and uh, let, let me see if I can find it in the book of Proverbs over here. Let me see. I hope I'm... Sometimes I get crossed up where I need to be at. Uh, Proverbs... Uh, chapter 6, uh, he said, uh, uh, Give not thine sleep, verse 4, Give not thine uh, eyes uh, nor slumber, to th- give, give not sleep to thine eyes nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When, when wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? 
uh, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, uh, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Uh, so laziness and refusal and that to work uh, uh, and to supply the need of, uh, you're going to go hungry. You're going to be in poverty. In other words, you'll be poor. Uh, I, I would rather be poor and be trying my best, be trying my best to make it uh, as to be poor because I'm lazy. Amen. I, 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 and, and, I, and I watched, I watched this, uh, especially with, with my nephew, uh, after he got married, uh, then when that young one come along, boy, making sure she was provided for, that, that become a big deal to him. Uh, you could see it in some things, some decisions. I'm not saying he always made the right decisions or making them now, but he, some of his decisions he's making, I have no doubt, has to do with that little girl that he has. So you tell me, moms and dads, how big of a deal is it to know that that, that little one's dependent on you? As a matter of fact, we was talking to them Friday night. They surprised us and come home from Texas. Boy, that was a good surprise. Amen. I was surprised to see them. And uh, they were talking about having tornadoes down there in Texas. And her mama said, this little one don't even know what's going on. And she's depending on us to take care of her. That's what them little ones do. They depend on you to take care of them. They depend on you to be able to physically provide for them and to lead that home in the direction that it needs to go. So physically, you have to be able to lead it. You have to be able to provide for it. But then men, let me ask you tonight, can you, can you lead and guide your home spiritually tonight? Can, can you lead it spiritually? Could you conduct and are you conducting uh, devotions in your home tonight? Could you take your Bible... And give your children and give your wife something out of the Bible. You should be able to. You should be able to do that. If, if you are spiritually mature and going to lead your home, I'm not saying you've got to be a theologian. And I'm not going to say you've got to be a great speaker. I'm saying can you take your Bible and set it down at a kitchen table and say we're going to look at this for about 15 to 30 minutes and I'm going to tell you what God has kind of showed me. Can you do that? I think you should be able to. How are you going to lead your home spiritually? He said, well, that's what you're here for. And that's why the Sunday... How are you going to know if I'm telling the truth if you can't even lead your home spiritually tonight? Preacher, are you mad at us? I'm not mad at you tonight because I think, I think a lot of you could lead your home uh, uh, in devotions. But what I'm saying tonight is, is don't put it all on the pastor, man. Uh, because I, we're only here for two and a half hours on Sunday morning, hour and a half on Sunday night, probably an hour tonight, uh, uh, and, and then just an hour on Wednesday night, and you've got them all the time. Preacher, we're busy. I know you're busy. When I, when I taught the young adults downstairs, one of the first things we, we looked at was we busted up our time. I mean, we, I mean you start looking at your time from, from how much you sleep to how much you work, how far you have to travel to work and how much time you got involved and then chores at the house. There ain't a whole lot of time, is there? I mean, I, I mean I'm just being honest tonight. Uh, you, uh, some preachers forget what it's like to work a public job uh, and still have to come in and do things after you get home from mowing the yard and, uh, and all these other things that has to happen. Working on supper and 
But you need to take a little time for yourself to study and read and be able to lead your home. The greatest thing you'll be able to do is to lead them out of the Word of God and do that by example. Because you can set them down at that kitchen table and tell them what the Bible says, but if you ain't living it, they're not going to listen to it. And so you lead them by example. So what did he say? He said that the husband is the head of the wife. So we see there is a leadership position. To lead means you're in charge, you're in the front. But to lead right is you don't drive, but you go in front. When Jacob was going to meet Esau, uh, his brother, when, when they got out there after he got over his fearful part of meeting with Esau, uh, Esau, they, they finally kind of fixed things up, patched it up, and he said, come on, let's go. And, 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 and Jacob said this, he told his brother, he said, uh, if I drive the young, he said, if I drive them, I'm going to surely kill them. And you know, I have to be careful with that as being a pastor. Because every one of you all sitting in here is on a different spiritual plane than each other. Some of you are on a, I'll just be honest with you, you're far more spiritual than your preacher is. And I understand that and know that. You could probably tell me some things along the way. And so what Jacob done was he just led them. He didn't try to drive them. You remember I go back and, and I talk about you leading your home and do it by example. Sometimes, sometimes your wife needs to see you lead that way. And when she sees that and she sees you're serious and you're trying to follow God, she'll line up. She'll see what God's doing for you. Then look in verse 25. There's a leadership, but there is a love. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. Now if you lead, if you lead in the love that Christ has as He leads the church and loves the church, well that ought to be good, shouldn't it, tonight? What kind of love is that? Well that's a sacrificial love, ain't it? Well that's, that's pretty big. Uh, I thought about this as I sat down to study it. I thought about how, how much the Lord is sold out on the church. How much He really loves the church tonight. I mean, how much do you really love your wife tonight? I, I remember reading the story and I, I tried to uh, get it to come back to my mind exactly who it was, but there was, there was a song leader that traveled with an evangelist. And as they were going from one spot to another, they were riding a train. And this was years ago. And uh, the train got in a wreck and got in a derailment. And uh, it caught on fire. And, and the, the song leader, he was able to get out. But as he got out, he realized that his wife was stuck in the train. And she could not get out. She was not going to be able to get out before the flames I, I was going to overtake her. He ran back in the train, sat down beside her, and looked at her and said, we're going to go to heaven together. That's pretty good love, ain't it? Didn't want her to be by herself. 
Think about how much Christ really loved you and loves me. That he was willing to die for me. And die for you so that you could get saved. And then he tells the husbands to have that kind of love for their wife. Ladies, can I ask you tonight? And I, I, Again, I go back to this. I know that it's not conditional and I get that. I understand that. But boy, wouldn't you, want, wouldn't you want your husband to lead if he loved you like Christ loves the church? Wouldn't you, want, wouldn't you want to follow him? Wouldn't you want uh, and that to help him uh, uh, all that you can? But to love. Does Christ not show his love to us today? Men, you're to show your love to your wife. Husbands, love your wife. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You not, you not only, I've got, a, I've got a book here that tells me Christ loves me. It tells me, I can tell my wife all day long that I love her. But if I never show her, she's going to begin to wonder about some things. If I don't want to spend time with her, if I don't I want to, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I just bring her in gifts and uh, I tell you what I done the other day, and and I, I feel kind of bad. Uh, I, I was out, and 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 uh, I forget what all I was buying, but at the time I picked up uh, some uh, some uh, peanut M and M's, and and I love peanut M and M's. I do. Now not as good as Reese cups, but I do like peanut M and M's. And uh, so Seth, if you got any Reese cups, son, you just bring them to me, okay? All right, them go dad, won't they? Amen. <laughs> Uh, so I brought in them, I brought in them peanut uh, M&M's and I set them down and I said, I know I like them, but uh, you, you can help me eat them too. And uh, she said, I, I really don't care for them. And uh, she said, I, be honest with you, I, I'd rather have some plain M&M's than to have these. And, and, <laughs> and uh, I, I thought about that after a while. I thought, you know, I was kind of selfish and bought from myself. I did. So when I was out the other day, there was something that I know uh, I had to pick up some other stuff. And as I was going through the line, I found out whatchamacallit bar. Now whatchamacallit is not my favorite, but it's one of hers. And so I thought about her. You say, well, preacher, that's just a simple thing to do. Does the Lord not do simple things for you? I'm not comparing myself to the Lord, but I am trying to take Him as my example tonight. And she's ate some of it, and I have too. Amen. It's pretty good. Just not my favorite. Just simple stuff. Don't God think on you? Shouldn't you think on your wife tonight, men? Shouldn't you dote on her? Can I tell you one, one, one of the things that will really make me the maddest uh, is when men talk about their wives and, and they call them stupid and, uh, and ignorant and, and all those things, even jokingly. Christ never does that with the church. Why should you do that with your wife? I just I ain't gonna now what me and her talk about at home, if we have if we have jokes at the house, that's between me and her. But out in public, I, I just I don't really care for that, and I think God it does either. But I think, I, think, I think you need to show your wife. You can tell her and you need to tell her that I, I think you need to show her. That you love her. Spend some time with her. Don't take her for granted. 
I, I, th- I think you'll love her with everything that you got. And, and can I say something right here? Uh, you better keep your relationship good between you and mama because what some of you have already learned already is them kids that you had, they grow up and they leave home. And when they leave home, it's just you and mama again. You better take care of that relationship is what I'm saying. You better tend to that relationship. Yeah, I understand that. The dynamics of home changes when them little ones come around. I understand that. But you better take care of your wife. Notice what he said right here. Husbands, love your wife. Even Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Can I be honest with you tonight? I really don't know how to explain that. Because... That, that's, a great, that's a great big statement. That's a mouthful. When he says for men to love their wife, it's Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Man, that is such a sacrificial love. And then he comes down in verse 28 down here that there's not only to be a love, but you're to nourish and cherish her. He said, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. So fill in the blank right here. How much blank do you spend on you? How much time do you spend on you? How much money do you spend on you? So he said right here, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. For, men, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. Man, hadn't God just loved up on us and hugged up on us and nourished us and cherished us and want to take care of us? I, I was watching a little old show the other day, just, just a, a quick clip of something, and, and, it, and it wasn't even a spiritual show. But he, he was talking about uh, a man that uh, well, as a matter of fact, he's a fellow working on a car, and uh, he was talking about he had a gentleman come into his shop one time that uh, was, you know, he he was working, he was restoring a car, restoring a truck, and uh, he would come in every so often, and bring some money, and said it's almost like pulling teeth to get money sometimes. But he said he came to find out that his wife had cancer, and and every time she would go in the hospital for cancer treatments then he would end up shifting some money around that she didn't know about just to pay to fix the old car. That's, that, that's pretty sorry. That's pretty sorry. Uh, because he had to do it behind her back and they didn't have the money hardly to have cancer treatments, they said. That's, that's pretty sorry. Now, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, it does, if, if I do the wedding ceremony, it says for better or worse, Sickness and health for richer or poor. And that's just the way it is. We're there to be together. We're there to nourish on them and cherish them. Take care of them. You, you are to take care. And, and ladies, you can say you don't need to be took care of. You can believe that. But it is his job to take care of you. To see about you. 
1 Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. First thing he said was what? Dwell with them according to knowledge. I've talked about that for the past two or three weeks. Learn how. Dwell, dwell together. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Learn how. We're different. Learn how to read your Bible and figure out your job and what you're supposed to do. And then he said, giving honor unto the wife. Honor her. Is that not what the husband done over in Proverbs 31? That as the children praised their mother, so did the husband. Honor her. And he said, as the weaker vessel is being heirs together. He said, don't dishonor her as the weaker vessel. He said, honor her. It's being ours together, the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Boy, when, when, when things ain't right, it's going to hinder them prayers. But there should be a nourishing and a, and a cherishing. Can I ask you tonight, men, do you cherish? Do you cherish your wife? That means to treat with tenderness and affection. Say, preacher, you want us to be effeminate. No, I'm asking you, do you cherish your wife? That's what I'm asking you. You know what it means to nourish? It means to take care of. It means to feed. It means to take care of. Cherish means to treat with tenderness and affection. So do you take care of and do you treat your wife with tenderness and affection? Me and Paul Henry, you've got to understand how me and him grew up. We've been running together since we were teenagers. And... At times, we can talk pretty rough to each other. Now, we don't cuss each other. Not that y'all know. No, we don't. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. But I cannot, under no circumstances, talk to my wife the way that me and him talk to each other sometimes. Because, <laughs> because we're, we're just plain. Just plain. And, and, and listen, you, 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 to nourish and cherish and, uh, and, and, to treat, uh, and, and to treat with tenderness and affection, just to love on her and be kind. He said, husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. We come on down to verse 30. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. See, that, that, that is what we are to striving for is to become one flesh. And then Paul said this in verse 32, this is a great mystery. What's a great mystery? He, he, he is referring to Christ and the church, the body of Christ, but I'm going to tell you that a marriage that works is a great mystery. Because you take two people that are different and you put them together. And they strive to become one. And then Paul said, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let everyone in particular so love his wife even as himself. Do you catch on to what Paul's trying to teach us right here? As you love yourself, men, is how you need to love your wife. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Let's pray.